Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. do you hate budgeting? A lot, I know. In this Ask Shauna episode, I'm breaking down how you can create an annual spending plan and ditch your budget altogether. 
Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back to the show. It is so great to have you for this first Ask Shauna of the New Year. We've got a question from Michelle that has inspired this episode. Michelle says, hey, Shauna, thanks for this podcast. It is such a comfort to hear your voice each week, and I love all the different topics you cover. These episodes always make me think about my money and life from a different perspective. Okay, I've got a question for you. I really hate budgeting, and I know you've talked about that you do as well. You did an episode on creating a spending plan, and I'm wondering if you could dive back into that topic. It's the new year, and I really want to figure out how to set myself up from the start. I've got the normal stuff, rent, car payment, car insurance, student loans, and a couple of credit cards, but I also love to travel. I'm saving to buy a new car at the end of the year. I'm in this fun and cheesy bowling league. I love that, Michelle. And I need to save enough for our fees and our equipment. I love to cook and eat out. You know, I've got stuff. So how do I figure this all out? Thanks so much again. Michelle, this is a great question. Thank you so much for asking this. And again, a great way to start off the new year. This is a practice I do every single new year, creating an annual spending plan for the year. And it just, if I'm going to be honest with you, it makes things really easy throughout the year. And uh, yes, I have I have talked about how much I don't love budgeting. And I specifically don't love it because I really feel like the way that most people talk and teach about budgeting is a thousand percent absolutely incorrect. And it is the reason why you probably hate budgeting and it's the reason why your budgets fail. And yes, of course they're going to fail because the way budgeting is traditionally taught is you take out an Excel spreadsheet or a sheet of paper, you write down your income, you write down all of your expenses, you put in a bunch of numbers, you get to the end of the month and you look back at how much you were supposed to have left over or where you were supposed to be and you're never at that point. You get frustrated, you get pissed off and you throw the thing out and you say, this doesn't work. And then what comes after that is usually a whole bunch of guilt and shame (laughs) and fear and all sorts of things around this idea that you don't know how to budget. You're never going to be able to reach your goals. Your money feels out of control. You feel stressed. You feel anxious. It's, It's a whole cascade of things that happen from this document that basically you were just never taught how to do this thing correctly So you were set up to fail from the beginning. So it's actually not your fault that this thing doesn't work. So if you have been over here just kind of like beating yourself up about my budget doesn't work, I'm no good at this, I want you to just let that shit go, if I'm going to be very frank, because it's it's not going to work. It's never going to work. It doesn't matter how many times you do this. And what numbers you put in it. The problem with it is it's not accurate, right? It it doesn't actually represent how you're spending your money. (laughs) And it's it's so crazy to me that budgeting is still taught this old 
very antiquated way, and it just doesn't work. So before we dive into, Michelle, your amazing question about how to create this annual spending plan, I want you to remember that 90% of money is mental. It is not the math. It is not the spreadsheets. It's not the calculators. It's not what you put in your 401k. It's not how much money you have saved. It's not any of that. It is a mental game. And it's so important that we start talking about this piece of money because 90%, my friend, 90% is a huge percentage of your success. So if we leave that out of the equation, it's no wonder why you haven't been able to do the things that you want to do with your money. <laughs> I mean, of course not, right? That that 10% is, is a very small piece of the pie of, if we're going to call it money success, whatever that looks like for you, it's different for you than it is for me and it is for everybody listening. So whatever that is for you, right? So if this 90% is mental, that is what we talk about on this show in exhaustive detail <laughs> because it is the the secret key to you achieving all of your goals. Or let's just strip away goals. It's for you to be able to live a life with money because we can't escape money. We need money. We have to have money. Money is something that touches Every aspect of our lives, every decision we make, if we peel the onion back, we're going to get somewhere to money, right? So we can't escape this. But what we have to understand is how our relationship with money comes into play. And that is things like your thoughts. And so I have this, I have this little equation that I talk about, right? Your thoughts create your feelings. So what you think creates how you feel about money, right? And those feelings then, how you feel about money, drive the action that you're going to take about money. So it, it's like a whole domino kind of, you know, system, if you will, right? And if, if any of those dominoes are a little out of whack, then we're not going to take action. And so I, I talk about this specifically when it comes to budgeting, the reason why I hate budgeting, again, because you were set up to fail, but because the the feeling and the thought is already there that you're not good at this, that it doesn't work. And so you're not going to create the action around it. Um, and if you do have action around it, right, it, it's going to, it's like, it's like this circle, like this never ending circle. You hate this thing. You feel like you need to do this thing. You do this thing. It doesn't work. And then you go back to hating this thing and you just can't get out of this spiral loop. So I prefer two, two things, right? One is cash tracking. We're going to talk about that. And the other is throughout the budget and it is creating this annual spending plan, which just, I mean, if a Budget makes you think about like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the analogy here, like something that is like super frustrating and restrictive and just, uh, you know, you just hate this thing. A spending plan is like sitting on a beach with your favorite beverage next to you, feeling the wind on your face and just going, everything is really copacetic at this moment. That is my... Maybe not so great, but that's my analogy <laughs> if we're comparing the two. So a, a spending plan factors in 
everything you want to do in a year broken down by each month. And it factors in your expenses and then all of the fun things that you want to do in life. Like Michelle, you were talking about bowling. I love that you're in a bowling league. It's something that I really love to do. I haven't done bowling in such a long time, but (laughs) that sounds like a lot of fun. You like to bowl. You like to cook, you said. You like to travel. I mean, who doesn't like to travel? So you have all these things that you want to do. And the problem is that usually, I would say, high percentage, our budgets that we would traditionally create don't factor in all of these things that we want to do. So we're just we're just like spinning our wheels. We're not able to do the things we want to do. Sure, we're paying for the stuff we have to do. And it just, life doesn't feel that fantastic to us. And so I want to dispel a couple of myths before we really dive into how you create this annual spending plan. The first myth I really want to bust is that you do not need to make a certain amount of money to create a spending plan that makes you feel good. You know, there were all these studies that were done. I think the number is somewhere around 70 or $72,000. That once we make over $72,000, it's something like that. It's between 70 and $75,000. That our happiness doesn't increase with the amount of money that you know we make over that amount. I find that really intriguing. I, I don't know if I completely agree with that because I understand that money, more money gives us more options, but only if we're using money in a really smart way, right? And only if we've really focused on that mental piece of money and we've really focused on our thoughts, feelings, and actions around money to create a sort of environment and system where we can maximize that extra amount of money. I think what happens with most of us is we make more money and that money continues to just like evaporate and not go towards the things we really want it to do for us. And then we just feel completely out of control and really just frustrated with money and life and you know, it's just, it's that burnout feeling. It's just all of that. So I think that's really interesting. I think, you know, if you haven't thought about this before, I know I've talked about this on a few episodes, like really think about what's your number? What is your happiness number? And why? That's the most important thing. Why? If six figures is your happiness number, why? What is six figures going to give you in your life that you don't have now? Okay, yes, the easy answer is more money. Yes. But then what are we going to do with that money that's going to move us to a place of more happiness? That is is the key question to really ask yourself. So I don't want you to think about that you can't create an annual spending plan if you don't have a certain amount of money. I want you to create it with whatever you've got right now. And when you make more money, you just easily update all the numbers. It's just, it's really brilliant like that, right? And I also want to kind of bust the myth that if you've not been successful with budgeting, which let's be honest, probably everyone listening here really hasn't, that you're not going to be able to be good with an annual spending plan. I want you to just throw that out, right? Just literally toss that aside because an annual spending plan is a whole new 
I, it's, it's like a whole new way of doing money that you're kind of welcoming in, right? And so we're going to not only have to really think about our thoughts and feelings around money and maybe what is stopping us from doing certain actions that maybe we need to do, right? That's a whole other episode, but important for you to just kind of have in the back of your mind as we're talking about how to create this annual spending plan. So that's that's one piece of it, right? Um, the other piece is you just got to know how to create this thing, how to set it up easily, and how to create a system, right? And the the easiest way to approach this is, you know, to think about each day, each week, each month, so that, you know, you don't get to a point where everything just feels kind of out of control and you're like, okay, my year is kind of gone and I really haven't done the things I want to do. So let's just make this easy. Let's make it simple, as simple as it needs to be. And let's not get totally stuck in the numbers as in making the numbers be a complete limitation to the things you want to do in your life, right? And that the happiness that you want to bring in this year. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how we actually make this thing work. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. 
Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-T-M for your extended 30-day free trial. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So it's it's pretty simplistic, and yet it does take a little bit of setup time. But if you think about it this way, Michelle and everybody here, if we set up the system from the beginning, then it makes it super easy as we go along, right? So every month we're not recreating a new budget. We're not going through this whole process of getting pissed off. Like we're, we've created a system. We've spent a little bit of time on it at the beginning of the year. And then we just really focus on kind of making adjustments as we go along. And I don't know about you. I'm, I'm going to be really interested to hear, Michelle, after you try creating this annual spending plan, it has made my life so much easier. And I am basically the student <laughs> of myself, you know, to figure out how to create systems and how to create actions and how to help you figure out how to change your mindset around money. Like all of these things I'm doing for myself proactively, or I've done them over, you know, the past 10, 15 years. So I could really refine them. So when I'm speaking to you, I, I've got a system that I think is really easy for you to to do, all right? So 
let's let's kind of break this down. Just kind of hang with me here, right? You might need to, you know, start and stop this episode a couple times or come back to it. Just welcome in whatever this process is for you, all right? So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to take a look at the last three months bank statements, or if you use a credit card to pay for all of your monthly expenses, look at those statements, however you do it with your money. And I want you to do something fun, like go somewhere that you love, a restaurant, a park, your backyard, maybe you've got like a awesome living room, put on your records, grab, grab a glass of wine, grab, you know, some food, like just create a scenario for you that's going to feel really good, right? Once you have those statements. Then what I want you to do, get some highlighters or colored pens or anything, and I want you to start breaking all of your expenses down into categories. Every category, when you come to a new expense, like, oh, okay, this was hair care items. So let me create a beauty expense category, right? Just start breaking everything down into categories. And then each month, put the different expenses in those categories and add up each category, right? So if I'm looking back at December, I'm going to have a list of all of the categories where I've spent money, and then I'm going to have a total for each of those categories. So after you get your totals, I want you to just take a moment and I just want you to look at these totals and go, huh, what do I notice? Do I feel like this is a lot? Do I feel like this is not a lot? Like, how am I feeling towards all of this? Do some check-ins. Your body, your body's going to give you some clues, right? So if you come to a category and you start to feel like a little short of breath or a little tense, or maybe your shoulders feel a little bit tight, pay attention to that. What it, What is your body telling you? Maybe it's telling you like, ooh, this, do, this number does not feel too good to me. Why? You know, why does that number not feel good to me? Maybe that number feels really great to me. Why? So I want you to dive into the why behind these numbers. That's going to give you some clues on this mental side, this mental piece of money that we want to kind of always keep in the back of our head because we know this is such a big percentage. So, okay, you're going to do this practice. You're going to have three months. So let's say you're going to have October, November, and December. You're going to have all the categories. The next step is to look at those categories across the three months. Like, Do, do those numbers change? I would imagine that probably... Things like gifts obviously change around the holidays. So I want you to look at like what is kind of standing out to you, all right? So that's just, we've got we've got those numbers. We've got those three numbers. That is what is going to be the basis for like uh, the averages, let's say, that we're going to use for our annual spending plan. So then I want you to get out a new sheet of paper and I want you to create a list of all the things you want to do this year above and beyond the normal expenses that you have to pay, right? So Michelle, you were talking about you've got to pay rent and your car insurance and all of that normal stuff, right? I want you to create this list of all the kind of extra things you want to do. So travel, how many times a year do you want to travel? Where do you want to travel to? Like how specific can you get, right? How many times do you want to eat out a week or a month? What does that look like for you? entertainment? Do you like to go to concerts or your bowling, Michelle? Like what are all those fun things you like to do? Gifts, obviously, right? And then I want you to think about things like 
you know, do I do I pay my homeowner's insurance and taxes each year? Okay, how many times a year? And and what is what are those numbers associated with that, right? Do I have accountant fees or lawyer fees? Do I contribute extra to retirement plan? Do I have a pet? Maybe I have dog walking fees or daycare for my dog. Do I have a child? Maybe I have childcare, babysitting fees. All of these things I want you to write out. And I want you to exhaust it all, right? And if you need to dive back into your bank statements, just easily pull them up and just kind of do a quick scan through and be like, oh yeah, remember I did this or we did that or oh, I forgot, you know, how many times per month we actually paid our babysitter, whatever it might be. I want you to just exhaust it all out, all right? Then I want you to write down how many times a year, a month, or a week for each of these expenses going forward that you want to put in your annual spending plan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainen, the host of the Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, if you're if you look back at your three months and you're looking at, let's say, eating out, which is the category kind of we all <laughs> fall off on. And let's say you spent, I don't know, $500 eating out on average between those three months, but you're feeling like, mm, I don't know, that feels like a little much for me. I'd like to maybe shave that down to $400. Like, okay, great. So that is the new number we're going to use for how much you can spend each month. The beauty is then we're going to start breaking that down into each week, right? How much do you have to spend each week? We're going to get super kind of granular on this. So our annual spending plan is this mirror of how we're going to spend our money each each month, each week, right? And then ultimately each year. So let's say I want to travel, I want to do two trips a year. So rather than 
setting this big goal of saving, I don't know, like $5,000 a year for traveling and then actually never having that money and having to use a credit card and, you know, that whole kind of cycle that happens. Why don't we look at what about saving $500 a month or $150 a week in a separate travel savings account, right? We're going to put that on our annual spending plan. That's much easier for us to wrap our brain around and for us to be able to do than this big amount of money. It doesn't even have to be a big amount of money, whatever it is, right? Uh, It could just be something that just kind of throws us off. So I want you to have this list of all the things extra you want to spend your money on each month, each week, right? That is going to be the basis of your annual spending plan plus the different things that you outlined from your three-month bank statements of, of the expenses you normally have to pay, your rent, your car insurance, your car payment, your student loan payment, your credit card payments, right? I want you to list out all of those things as well. So you have a really good idea of what your numbers are each month, each week. All right, you got that? This might take you a little bit of time. So that's why I really encourage you to go do somewhere, do something, (laughs) do somewhere, do something where you feel good about yourself, right? Where you can look at numbers not be panicked, not be stressed, not have a you know time limit. This might take you uh, maybe an hour to do. Maybe it usually takes me a little less than an hour, but I've been doing it for quite some so many years now. So I would say give yourself at least an hour. So you have a really good idea. You've got a couple of sheets of paper going on here. You got some numbers, right? So once you have those numbers, I want you to create a document or a very simple Excel spreadsheet and put each month down, right? So we've got listed in our columns or, you know, each month, however you want to set it up. There's no exact way to set it up. This is whatever feels good to you. And I want you to then under each month, put down all of your normal, regular reoccurring expenses. And then under that, I want you to put down all of these new numbers that we're setting, uh, our eating out, our babysitter fees, our pet fees, our bowling league fees, our travel savings, all of these numbers I want you to write down. And you could do this one of two ways. Uh, I prefer to do it where I'm writing down the amount of money I need to save or spend each month. But if you prefer to break it down weekly, you could do that as well. So whatever is going to work for your brain around this, right? But you want to have a real good picture each month of where your money is going. That becomes your roadmap. All you have to do each month is make sure that money is going in those places that it needs to go to, right? Again, your annual spending plan, it becomes your GPS system. So Once you have all those numbers down, then you need to look at, okay, do I need to set up some extra savings accounts? Do I maybe need to automate some of my expenses? That is the most brilliant way to make sure this annual spending plan really comes to fruition, right? So you automate uh, money that's going in different savings buckets so that you can actually make sure you have the amount of money you need for these specific goals. 
And then you just, you know, make any adjustments to these numbers. So if you look at your annual spending plan that you're going to set up in January, you're going to have an idea of how much you need each month. You're going to have an idea of how much you need each year. And just look at it. What feels good? What doesn't feel good? Maybe I want to make some changes. Whatever it might be, right? Make it feel really good to you. And then, voila, you have this annual spending plan. So once you have this document, you've done 95% of the hard work, right? You, you've literally created your entire year on this document. It's brilliant. You don't have to do this every month. The only things you need to do from here are two things that are really important. So one is I want you to get out your calendar or your phone and I want you to set a regular calendar date once a week for a money date. I want you to make this sucker fun. Again, go and do something that you enjoy, be somewhere that you enjoy. And what I want you to do is I want you to look back at where you spent your cash the previous week and just make sure that you're staying on target for these numbers that you have created for your annual spending plan. This should not take you very long. It should take you under a half hour, but this is just your little bit of a money check-in each week to make sure that you're staying on the course, right? That you're staying in the uh, GPS coordinates that you've set out for your annual spending plan. If not, it's super easy. You just make changes right on the fly to your annual spending plan. Maybe a new goal has come up for you. Fantastic. Make sure you add that in for that month or you know, the months upcoming. Like make this document live and movable. It's not set in stone. It's meant to ebb and flow and change. And that's the beauty of it. But when we do it this way, we've got that whole annual spending plan set in stone, basically in January. I shouldn't say set in stone, right? But we've got it, we've got it detailed out. And then each week, what we're doing is we're just making little shifts and change. Maybe some weeks we don't have to change anything. Like we've, you know, we've kind of done the things that we need to do. Brilliant. Okay, move on to next week. But it makes it easy for you. And it takes out a lot of the mental anguish that comes along with budgeting, that comes along with, you know, these kind of decisions that need to be made about money or the mental anguish that you're you're not able to achieve your goals. Like your money is just not go. Where is it going? <laughs> where is it going? That is the question that that most of us probably need to ask ourselves. So if we're doing this cash tracking each week, we're seeing where our money's going. We already have it set up in our annual spending plan. And we're just like, we're just kind of knocking through our goals. Like, wow, we're able to achieve this. When we make more money, we just adjust the annual spending plan. Maybe we want to increase the amount of money we're putting in our emergency fund savings or the amount we're putting towards our credit cards or whatever it might be, right? We're just making these little tweaks, these little adjustments here and there. But again, if we come back to this point that 90% of our money decisions are mental, we need to take as, as much of the mental anguish out of our money as humanly possible. And so that means setting up systems like an annual spending plan where it is the, again, the GPS system for our money. We're not having to do this every month. We're just having to do, you know, each week we're just checking in where we spent our money. That's the toughest part of this. And then we're just making the tweaks and changes. But it really is Michelle and 
anybody who's listening who is excited about this idea of creating an annual spending plan, it really is about creating a system for success so that we feel more in control of our money. And that is going to enable you to have a better relationship with money, to not have to think about this stuff every month in the same way that you did when you were struggling with budgeting, right? And it's going to help you move closer to your goals, if not really be able to achieve your goals because you've got this framework for success. So Michelle, thank you again for this amazing question. I hope that you're able to set up an annual spending plan and really make this year the best year ever. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to a friend or family member, someone who you know might also love the idea of creating an annual spending plan. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links mentioned in this episode, as well as our sponsors who make this show possible. And I will see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. 